Good evening, everybody. Tonight is February 23rd, 2019. This is Ciencio Speak Sports. I am your host, RJ Ciencio. We have a lot to go over with some hot topics, some topics that are more geeky for me, and um, ones that carry a little more weight because I've put my support behind them. With that being said, these topics are what I still trust the Alliance of America football, the worst sports mascots of all time, my thoughts on the Zion Williamson shoe debacle, how Robert Kraft should be addressed for um, getting some services, lightsaber dueling becoming a sport in France, no, I'm not making that up, and my picks for the Alliance of American Football Week 3. If you want to get in on the action and call in, you can call in at the number 563-999-3462 and get a piece of the action. All right, 240, you are live. Good day, Mr. RJ. Good day, how you doing? All right, this is Steve Delicious, better known as Big Steve. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. We got a lot to go over this week. All right. All right, I'm ready to listen. All right, so let's start off with something that I've kind of thrown a lot of support behind, the Alliance of American Football. Um, so it was – I just don't know the facts on this because one source is saying one thing, one source is saying another thing. But it is claim, some sources have claimed that the Alliance almost missed payroll and that Carolina Hurricanes owner Thomas Dundon, is that his name really? Dundon? I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the name. I'll just say the uh, Carolina Hurricanes owner of the NHL. You get it right. You, you get it wow. right. That, that's the name for sure. Well, Mr. Dundon um, threw $250 million in the league, according to some sources, to back it up financially. Now, other people are saying that's not what happened. He might invest $250 million. I don't know what the case is, but it's causing some people to freak out about the league and say they're already in trouble. Now, I don't think that's the case, because if you're getting someone to invest $250 million after just two weeks of play, there has to be something there that they're seeing. You didn't hear about the XFL getting that kind of investment. The USFL wasn't getting that kind of money after two weeks of play. The World League of American Football wasn't getting that kind of money. This is unprecedented, the kind of money that's being talked about here after just two weeks of play. I think he sees something in the future. I mean... He had, he probably has something. He probably knows something that we don't know. I mean, I'm glad he did. I mean, I love the football, you know. But I'm, I'm you know, when you invest that kind of money, you know, I, he probably know more than we know. And um, another thing, because they are they are associated with the NFL, it, it could be the NFL B League. You know what I'm saying, Mr. RJ? Yeah, I mean, the Alliance has made it very clear they do not want to compete with the NFL. They want to help people get to the next level. Um, and, like, going back to him knowing more, I mean, 
this is a man who owns an NHL team. So I'm, I, he knows how sports works. I think, you know, the message boards that I'm on have started to light up with rumors. Is, are the Carolinas going to get a team? You know, who knows? I mean, I don't look at this as a bad thing for the Alliance because if this was truly a bad situation, we wouldn't be talking about money right now. That's why mm-hmm. I think people, um, I know, you know, we may sound like we're overreacting and, like, you know, I think it is fun to focus on the negative sometimes, but I think it's important to remember that these are this, people who are investing are people who know how to run a sports team and clearly see something in the future. Now, personally, if I had that kind of money to throw around, yeah, why not? I'd bring a team to Connecticut. But since I don't, I'll uh, have to trust Mr. Ben Dunn's opinion here. <laughs> I mean, you got the insight more than I do. I mean, so, I mean, I, I, the man got something up his sleeve. I mean, I mean, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. You know, I think it's a good thing. I mean, like I said, to me, it's, the, it's, it's like the NBA B League. I mean, he's running probably the NFL B League. Remember the, um, the World Fo- Football League? Yeah. Wow. That league was yes. special. Yeah. Yes. And I think he's going to – I think he has an image of that kind of league because they do have NFL professional players. Wait, I mean, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold, wait, wait. One second, Steve. Do you mean the World Football League from the 70s or do you mean World League no, of America no. from the 90s? No, I'm not, okay. not the 70s. We don't have like soccer okay, and stuff. I'm talking cause... about Coke Warner, you know. Okay, so NFL Europe, that league. Okay. Because World Football yeah, League was a train in the 1970s. Yeah, NFL Europe. Okay. I was going to say, why do you aspire to be the World Football League? Oh, I'm sorry. I said uh, it just... wrong. Yeah, yeah, NFL Europe. I'm so sorry, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I'm thinking about the World Football League, you know, you, you're right. You go back to Mercury Morris, and you had half. My, the Miami uh, franchise had more Miami Dolphins than they did, the, the, you know, than anything else. So it was kind of weird, you know, watching that, you know. Yeah, and that, that's a topic for another show, but these failed spring leagues. Just want to straighten that out for any listeners out there who may have been around for the WFL. Uh, but I do see it as a developmental type league because the XFL seems to be taking the approach of we are the game in town. I am this man, and I am the top dog in anything that I do. You know, that's business mentality when it comes to business. And good mm-hmm. for him for going to try to be top dog. But be careful when you go with the NFL here. It didn't work so well for you last time, Mr. McMahon. Um, you know, that's, the, the, that's, that's really what hurt the league. I mean, you know. I, I think he learned from his mistakes on the first go around. Don't get me wrong, the first game was, I mean, they had, I mean, for a Saturday, they had phenomenal viewers and stuff. I think he learned, I think he put um, different people in place. Um, like I said, I, I hope it succeed. Me personally, I mean, I want to see all sports succeed. So I, I wish, and then he's pro, pro wrestling. So for me, as a pro, wrestling enthusiast and a football enthusiast, putting them both together. I mean, I want it to work. I want it to work, but, you know, if, if I put my money between, like, you know, the XFL and the Alliance, I'm going the Alliance. I've been saying it for a while because of people involved. I'm, um, you know, 
Listen, I will start trusting Vince with sports where the um, you know, outcome is not predetermined once he owns a team or a league that does well. Because he has a WBF failure. Mm-hmm. The Cape Cod Buccaneers um, hockey team, which no one remembers, and it lasted like two mm-hmm. seasons, and that's why he had the XFL. McMahon is a great businessman, but when it comes to the sports world, he doesn't have the best track record. Yeah, that's kind of true, too, you know. And that's not a knock on the man, you know. I mean, I mean, I, I can't try to picture Roger Goodell starting a wrestling federation, although I do think he'd be a phenomenal heel manager. I'll say that yeah, much. You wouldn't. Yeah, true. But that's my take on the alliance and this whole quarter of a billion dollars being thrown around. I'm hoping this maybe can lead to expansion, but we don't know what it means down the road. Right now, it's just buzzwords and clout on social media. I, I have a question, though. Um, sure since thing. You have the AA, you had the AAF, and now you're going to have the combine and the NFL draft and stuff like that. So, do you think the once everybody get through like the NFL with their taxi league and stuff? Are they going to put, like, extra players towards that and help them train and get their stuff together and stuff, like, if they wanted to pick them out? Like, say if somebody gets, like, with the what happened to the Redskins with all the injuries we had, especially on the offensive line. So we, you think we'd be able to pick some of the players from the AAF? Yes. The AAF, the AAF actually is an interesting system in place, which I'm going to try to find really quickly. But basically... Different teams are assigned to AAF teams. So I'm pulling for the Birmingham Iron because if a player is cut from Pittsburgh, they are designated to Birmingham. And it applies to all 32 teams in the NFL. It even applies to the CFL teams. So if someone gets cut, um, it goes to a certain AAF team and they become eligible to be picked up there. So the AAF will not be picking people straight out of college before the NFL has a chance at them. But after the drafts are over and roster cuts come along, that's when the AAF will start taking them in. Okay. Okay, because I see it as a not like a farm team, but, you know, like a team like say, you know, like if you get injured or you get you want to learn the playbook or something like that, I mean, because, um, you know, the salary is, is like $75,000, but it's nothing to sneeze about. That's good money, you know. That's real That's really yeah. good money, you yeah, know. Yeah, I believe the like, deal is uh, three years, $250,000, so you're averaging fifty k a year. That's good money for doing what you yes, love. Yes, it is. Yeah. Just, just think if I can be a, a, a little coach or something there. I mean, I can make good money <laughs> instead of spending – Sitting on my butt right now, collecting a well. I, I, I'm a disabled, but you know, so what? I mean, I still love what I do, you know. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Me too. It definitely has promise. Definitely has promise. Although people, uh, Memphis fans, Birmingham fans, show up for your teams. You guys are kind of low on the attendance. I'm just saying. Mhm. And and I agree. Um, and it, it's like this, RJ. Say if you show up for them teams and the NFL say, hey, I want to expand, then they're going to look at 
the the attendance from the AAF games, and they're going to say, wait a minute, well, you didn't show up for these team, team or you did show up for the team, and we wouldn't decide from what we're expanding, because I, I see the NFL expanding in a couple of years. You know, yeah, I mean, to, the San Diego Fleet, the San Diego Fleet um, is one of the teams I'm, like, really excited to see because, as you know, Spanos bolted for L.A., um, bad Chargers joke inserted there. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, in all seriousness, you know, he, he betrayed the city of San Diego. And the first game in San Diego for the fleet, they drew over 20,000 people. That's more than the current Chargers venue can hold because they're playing at StubHub Center. Yes, which was only 25,000. And that's like, that's a $5,000 difference, you know. And, and, I mean, this is a team's first game in a league's first year, no history. Mr. Spanos, you burnt a bridge that you really, really shouldn't have burnt. Well, I agree with that just like Oakland. You know, Oakland was loyal to the Raiders. And now you're going to move them to Las Vegas, which to me is a big mistake. I mean, you have the black hole, you have the people in the black jerseys. I, I mean, can get you it, got here. Mm-hmm. Here's why I, I understand the move from Oakland to Vegas. The venue there is not ideal. It's not NFL standards. That's one of my big issues with Oakland right now is the NFL city. I think the fans are great, but, like, you need a venue that's worthy of a team. True. And I'm sorry, and the, then, the old Coliseum needs to be fixed up and whatnot. If you're telling me that you were going to play a couple seasons in, like, StubHub and build a new arena or stadium there, I'd be down for it. But if Oakland doesn't want to pay for it, and Mark Davis doesn't want to pay for it, it's just not going to work in the end. Yeah, and, you know, his father is the great Al Davis who beat the NFL. So, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, and then they want to sue him. So, you know, I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, I love Oakland. I mean, you know, I, I, I had met loyal Oakland fans and stuff. I mean, they are loyal just like Redskins or Cowboys or the 49er fans. But, you know, you're right to fix the stadium. I mean, it's just like the damage we have. Here in Washington, we go Washington Redskins, but yet we play in Maryland, and now they want to open up something in Virginia. I would say tear down the old RFK Stadium and, and make it new. I mean, you, you're right. I mean, for every owner's mistake or, or city mistake, as you say, when in Oakland, you know, San Diego, you you know, yeah. when you say Spanos, it's it's like a dagger, you know, to to because of all the years that San Diego. Fans was loyal to the charges. Sixty-one to twenty seventeen. Okay. I mean that is a long time, and apparently this segment has been as well. We got to switch topics here. Okay. Well, let's this go. Next one's pretty. All right. Next one's pretty lighthearted, kind of a comical segment. It's about bad sports mascots now. These are either things that haven't changed all the time, so something that may have been acceptable 50 years ago now um, compared to now might not be good. Or maybe the mascots themselves just look bad and the ideas are good. Or maybe they're just playing bad for obvious reasons. 
I have a few that I want to bring up. And um, if you, this is your alma mater I'm talking about, or your, you know, team, I'm not saying these mascots are bad because they aren't entertaining. I'm saying when I think of these guys, I don't think, oh, boy, I better run from the hills because here comes your team. <laughs> so I just want to preface that. You know, I mean, one of the first ones that I see when I pull this up is, this is a classic. It's kind of a guilty pleasure, one of mine. San Diego's, um, pardon me, University of Santa Cruz, banana slugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, my God, yeah. <laughs> now, let me say, this is one of my favorite mascots in sports, but I'm not scared of it. I mean, I'd be more scared of a guy, like, I'm, I'm more scared I've been of this mascot was when Sam Jackson was wearing a shirt that had it in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. And you can get Sam Jackson to wear your team's gear, oh, they'll be scared. <laughs> that's one that's just me. Another one that um is I'll just say interesting is um from Delta State, Mr. Orca. I mean the costume looks like it is this big blue popsicle with some Sharpie drawn on it. And a squidward <laughs> nose. I mean the high school I go to has a pretty nice mascot outfit. And, and, you know, I mean, first of all, shout out to all the people who portray mascots. Those things get warm. And you got to have a lot of energy. And you got to have a lot of self-confidence, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know we're going we're gonna to see a, a classic one tonight, and that's the, the Syracuse Orange Man <laughs> to dress in an orange that's outfit. Classic. you know. You know, but here's the thing what I'm saying. You know, don't get me wrong. You in Syracuse, New York, right? How did you become on? I mean, if you was like University of Florida or something like that, you know, they got the Gators, which is okay. They should have the Owens. Don't you think so? Uh, I don't know. I think naming your team after a fruit is just not intimidating. (laughs) It's not insensitive, but I don't go, here come the oranges. Run! I mean, let's just kind of illness where, like, you know, you can't have citrus fruit, then I'd be scared. But, like, I don't know. I, one that came up that I disagree with and I got it for my sport behind is the San Diego chicken. It is one of oh, the funniest yeah. looking. Now, uh, now, um, one of my favorite stories in sports involves Mr. Chicken. I think it was during a minor league baseball game where he and... Barney the Dinosaur, I had a scripted fight, WWE style, and the chicken went rogue. So he's wailing on the dinosaur. I could picture all the kids screaming, yeah, get Barney, yay! You know, <laughs> the, the big purple dinosaur is probably becoming black and blue under the outfit, that poor man. And so, of course, there's a, there's a lawsuit. Now, the issue comes up with the chicken because whoever owns the rights to the chicken says, yeah, you can't show who you are in public. So the man goes to court in the chicken suit. (laughs) Okay, the case of Mr. Chicken versus Dinosaur. 
I mean, come on, like this is something you see on an SNL skit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope they have the I hope they have public court footage just so I can see like the chicken hang his head after he hears conviction or <laughs> are you are you going to the nearest uh, fried chicken place to get slaughtered? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, but also, my, I my get favorite why one. Chicken. Yeah, but my favorite one is it, a kind of stupid mascot. It has to be the the Stanford Cardinal tree. You're I like three, that. Okay. I mean, uh, I think you, it's you, clever. If you're playing on Christmas, right, you should put Christmas lights on you and you'd be a Christmas tree. Don't you think so? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, people say trees are not menacing and stuff, but if, I mean, it kind of looks like a pine tree. So imagine a pine tree and there's a pine cone. You don't see it. You see it on a park bench. That's intimidating. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. I think it's. I think the Stanford tree is really funny, just because like it's so obvious they don't take it too seriously. They're having fun with it. That's why I don't mind some of the like you know mascots. It's when they try to be so seriously that it kind of gets annoying for me. Like, like I mean, if you're from Syracuse, please enlighten me about how seriously y'all take the oranges as your mascot. Like, I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, what? what I want to know is if you have the oranges, is Chiquita Banana going to be there next? Are we going to have Adam the Apple join? Are you just going to form a really corny band or something? Mm-hmm. But, but, but here's another one that a lot of people, you know, I did my research, you know. A lot of people say it was the cra- one of the craziest mascots ever, right? You know, was the Wild Wing mm-hmm. from the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, I love that. People forget where that comes from. Yes. He the was an interesting Mighty... character. I mean, listen, you might not love the Mighty Ducks franchise, like the movie franchise, but you've got to give them props for bringing it to life, no matter mm-hmm. how you look at it. Yeah. I it's mean, just like he can beat Donald Duck, you know, Donald Duck up easy. You know what I'm saying? Well, I want to see is I want to see the original Mighty Ducks cast play, like, uh, a junior Mighty Ducks team mm-hmm. uh, for, like, charity. That would be a great charity event. Yes, it will. I want 10% royalty for coming up with the idea, by the way. Yeah. I mean, we have all kinds of crazy mascots. I mean, you know, from... The Super Frog from TCU to Screech from the Washington Nationals. I mean, an old man. Just an old, an old man in a costume. You know what I'm saying? What an old man can do to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not scary. Yeah. You know, it's only intimidating so, about but Something that is intimidating, however, is the Zion Williams shoe incident. And I want to hear your thoughts on that because I think people are being a little too hard on Nike here. I, I get that. You know, this is a top prospect, a generational talent. I hope Zion gets better soon. You don't want to see him career by a shoe issue. But I'm sorry. If I'm Nike and I'm having people manufacture shoes, am I thinking about your average consumer or am I thinking about Zion Williamson? I'm thinking about my average consumer. 
Your average consumer cannot stop and go like Zion can and break a shoe like that. You know, I mean, The Onion had a great and also somewhat sad article out about, you know, how they, and for those who do not know, The Onion is a satirical magazine. Um, it, it posts some great stuff. So The Onion says, you know, Nike tracks that eight-year-old who made shoes that Zion broke and fires them, you know. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, are you really going to do that, Nike? No, you're not. It's a, I think the thing that Nike can do is give a public apology to Zion and the fans who paid over $2,000 to see the man play. Um, you know. Yeah. But, to, but to there's me, not much you can do. It was a, to me, it was a freak accident. I think that was the only time a shoe exploded, which is not. Uh, I can go back, well, probably before you was born, and it was a shoe called L.A. Deer. And L.A. Deer had the lights, but it also had the little bubble on the heel. And people used to, you know, like jump and play ball in L.A. Deer, and they used to explode, and then the lights explode. And then, you know, they think it's the first time it ever happened. No, it's not. But for him, the uh, it's not. This happens all the, all the time. Yes. This happens all and the time. Yes. And Zion with that power, I mean, 6'7", 285, that power he has. So to me, it will benefit Nike because, you know what, they can actually take him, um, Fernando from Maryland, to me, two of the best power athletes around, take him into a lab, design the shoe, Specifically for, I mean, to me, it would sell better than LeBron James, to, uh, except for Jordan. I mean, maybe Jordan can get in on this and say, hey, and we got to, you know, get the best, the, the, the top five Nike wears of, of NBA and say, hey, let's, we're going to have this person, we're going to have Zion or Fernando test this shoe out. To me, it's, it's, it would be a genius for them to do. You know, a, you're right, a yeah. public apology and then put them in a lab. A Nike lab, and you know, Nike is it's an organ, y'all. So you know, my daughter, my daughter Kiana, middle daughter, she do advertising. So she talked about that with me the other day about that. She said, "Well, they should they should take him into organ and design a shoe just for him. So when he comes out, because you know he's gonna be the number one pick of the NBA draft when he comes this year, next year, yeah. they're gonna have his own shoe. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. I also think, I mean, you know. I think people wouldn't be talking about it if he hadn't gotten hurt, you know. That's the most unfortunate part about it. But but he's going to be okay. I mean, like I say, he, yeah, he's going he to got... be okay. He's going to be okay. I think it's unfortunate that, you know, he had a minor injury and whatnot, you know. And if I, if I you know, I hope he doesn't rush himself back onto the court. Take your time, relax. Your draft stock is not falling, Mr. Williamson. No, it haven't. It have not. He's still the number one pick, and I feel like a lot of teams is going to trade for him. Um, for me, people forgot the Pelicans because next year Anthony Davis is going to be going anywhere he want to go, you know. So maybe you get Zion in New Orleans for my man Anthony Davis, you know. But it's gonna it's gonna be so much. I would say it's gonna be so much tampering with him. It's gonna it's gonna make their head spin. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. The thing about these these big sports leagues that we all love, there is so there's so much under the table dealings that goes on. 
um, you know, and stuff that we don't like to acknowledge exists, but we kind of know it's there. We know some NCAA athletes get paid even though they're not supposed to, according to NCAA rules. You know, mm-hmm. and that phrase is the whole moral debates and yada, 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 and we're going to be here for 10 hours talking about it. Um, but in all seriousness, we, there are definitely some underhand activities that happen, and I'm not saying, oh, yeah, underhand activities, but, like, I'm not going to publicly condemn them as long as no one's really getting hurt. Like, if an NCAA player is making money off the likeness, Listen, NCAA is a multi-billion-dollar corporation, and losing maybe a hundred grand a year is not a ton of money to them. The player losing mm-hmm. that money, they may never get that big again in their life. So that's my that take on true. it. But that is so all true. right. From one yeah. scary, and now we're going from one scary topic to another one. Robert Kraft. Oh yeah. boy, Robert <laughs> Kraft. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you are a 77-year-old man. And you are a married 77-year-old man. Your your wife is, I believe, 39 years your, uh, younger than you, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Ooh, I mean, Robert, Robert. I mean, if you and Ricky, um, that's his wife's name, like are in a being open about your exploits, good for you guys. But, you know, how should I put this? Maybe they do it legally next time. I mean, these people that were involved were allegedly trafficked. I mean, this is, you know, not a good look at all for Kraft, the NFL, but let alone just being a good human being. I mean, come on, like, no, I don't think Mr. Kraft intentionally did it to traffic people. Um, but still, like, you know, it's just really bad. I mean, come on, they just had a thing in Atlanta during the Super Bowl. A Birmingham Iron player got caught. So we never have to play in the AAF. I mean, you know, it's just bad. Robert, you are this multi-billionaire. You know, if you can't get somebody to spend that kind of time with you, I think this says something about your character. And, you know, if you got to pay somebody for this, maybe, Robert, you, you need to work on your character a little bit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel bad for... Well, like- I, I feel bad for the people involved. I mean you know, who are being trafficked, because human trafficking is no joke. I'm not going to make a joke on that topic. It's completely deplorable. I mean, you know, I just want to say that. Um, I just, also just, I, I don't know, like, the NFL is already a PR disaster. We know this. But your most popular owner who just wants six Lombardi gets caught in this? Come on, guys. I mean, the NFL has had a lot of bad things happen, but this is the worst thing I've heard an owner have happened to them. And if I am the NFL, I don't know how to discipline the man because, you know, his personal exploits are personal. 
you know, I mean, that's the thing about being called personal exploits. However, you you got to stay within the parameters of the law. Now, this is what I hate about the NFL and how they put down rulings. Knowing that Goodell and Kraft are all buddy-buddy, you know, I see Goodell maybe giving him, I don't know what you can give an owner, a $300,000 fine? That would Mr. Kraft really even care? I think what the NFL should do is force Kraft to donate over, oh, let's say, $2.5 million into trying to help end sex trafficking because the people involved were sex trafficked, allegedly. If that's what happened, I think the NFL, you know, should have Mr. Kraft start doing some charity work because this is a real issue in the world, and the NFL needs to start working on its PR very, very badly. I mean, you know... Here's a place to start? I don't know what to say. I mean, this is straight out of, like, a satire TV show. What do you think, Steve? I I agree with you 100% on that because, um, you know, most people, they joked about it all day yesterday. But uh, after the the end of the day, he was caught with um, 175 men, um, and and he's not the, the, the most billionaire person of it. But there are other people, which they're going to name later, that are um, big, high-class men and women, and women now, that, that's gone to that. So um, when it comes to a – when you in the NFL, any professional sport, you have to be professional. You have to carry yourself, men and women, in and out of, out of your sports. But to me, the NFL, you know, um, Robert Ursay some years ago was fined a half a million dollars and he was suspended for six months. Now, that was five or six years ago. Now, look at now. He's going to probably be fined, i say, a million and a half dollars. He's going to probably be suspended for the year. He's going to probably, they're going to probably have to be giving up draft picks because of his stupidity on his personal life. So I think it's going to be messed up for him, Miss RJ. Yeah, I mean, it's just bad. I mean, I mean, you know, you have places like um, Columbia having a field named after him, Carnegie Hall is the Medal of Excellence named after him. You have an honorary doctorate in human letters from Yeshiva University in um, New York City. Like, if you have anything named after Mr. Kraft, you should consider, um, you know, changing that name if he doesn't do anything about this charity-wise. I don't know if anybody will, though, because the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar corporation, and what does the NFL care about more than anything else? Making money. If that means Roger Goodell taking a few more shots from the media, that's what Goodell is getting paid to do. He's getting paid to be trashed by the media. That's why the owners love him so much. You know. That's true. It's... it's I just, I mean, I can believe this is going on, but for Pete's sake, like, guys, I don't care what level of a team you run on, run on professionally, because here's the thing. If my son Timmy hears about this, I'm not going to be happy. Now, 
full disclaimer, I don't have a something Timmy, this is a hypothetical, but if you have a, if you have, like, you know, if you're a parent and your child hears about that, how are you going to explain this to them, especially if they are young? I mean, if they haven't heard about the birds and the bees yet, and you got to explain this to them? Exactly. What? I mean, you know, you know. You're going to have to check, you're going to have to say right on that, sir. I mean, you're right. I mean, sometimes, I mean, people say, well, that's the person, personal business and stuff like that. But when you get into, when you get into a certain aspect in your life, um, especially sport-wise, I mean, they look, I mean, they are sports athletes. A lot of people look, and uh, like I said, the other day we talked about uh, Warwick Dunn, how he gives these houses and, and give these houses for these single families and stuff. But on the flip side, you had a egotistic, a egotistic owner of a team. They've been in uh, criminal gate, spy gate, the flake gate, and people say the other word. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say on the other you know, so they got caught with a lot of stuff. So it's like everybody that hates the Patriots even hate him more because of what he what he got, um, you know, arrested for. And the officer, well, that the chief of police said, we have him on video. So when they got you on video, and if you, they did a sting on you. They did it. They knew who you was. They did a sting, and they caught you on video. So just think. When your lawyers, I don't care how much price lawyers you got, if they look at that video, if I'm an average juror and I'm looking at that video, I'm going to say, okay, um, he's guilty of it, of a, mister, uh, a, a class four misdemeanor. So he's, gonna, he's not going to go to jail, y'all, but he's going to get heavily fined and, and wait till Roger Goodell sink his teeth into him. You know, the players, gonna want, the players just alone going to want that. The players association is going to want mean, that. So, yeah. I mean, like, and this is really an issue because, like, these are people that the NFL idolizes, you know. You know, and Mr. Kraft, here's the thing. Own up to your mistake. I think it's much harder to do than just deny, deny, deny. But own up to your mistake and start working on fixing the problem of sex trafficking. Yes. Yes, you're I right. I think because, that is the um, best thing you can do. Because not only is it the best look for the NFL, best look for you, but it's also the best thing to do as a decent human being. Because nobody goes through life without making mistakes. It's what they do in the aftermath of them is what determines their character. That is so correct. You're, you're 100% correct because, like I say, at the end, you said it right, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when, you know, that's somebody's child, that's somebody's um, um, kid or children and stuff, uh, daughters and stuff, and, you know, uh, no money in the world is not going to save you for doing this. The NFL is going to definitely crack down on this, you know. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess, like, I mean, like, the NFL will have to do something. And I don't think the NFL wants to do anything because, you know, this is your biggest name owner right now. But, I mean, the NFL has been throwing Roger Goodell bone after bone, pardon me, Robert Mm -hmm. Kraft, bone after bone after bone. Deflategate, Spygate, this, that, everything. 
And, you know, that all has to do with football and the integrity of the game. But now we are going into the legal system, something the NFL has no jurisdiction over whatsoever. I mean, the NFL really should follow whatever the court rulings are because, if, like, remember when they gave Ray Rice three weeks for beating up his girlfriend and how bad that looks for the league? Mm-hmm. Imagine saying to Robert, it's $100,000. Guys, $100,000 is nothing to this man. It may seem like a lot of money to us because it is. Now, if we said it's a $20 million fine, I'd be like, whoa. Because I don't care who you are, that's a bit of money. Yeah, just, you're right. Just, I, I, I'm sorry, like, I was coming up with a topic. I knew I'd have to talk about this, but I, I just, ugh. I, I just also, like, feel bad for the police officers that have to review that footage and, like, you know, uh, like, it's just, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. And you, just, you know what? And, and I'm going to, not going to mix it, you know, because this is, like, sports and stuff, but, um, uh, well, um, Clark Gable grandson, you know, uh, his name is, uh, is is Gable too, and you know it's kind of a, a coincidence that what happened with Mister um, Kraft yesterday, and he got caught, you know, actually cheating. Now, Clark Gable grandson, he was one time the host of Cheetahs, and he passed away at thirty years old yesterday. So. I was telling people that's kind of a coincidence that Robert Kraft, you know, got cheated, you know, cheated on his wife, and then the, the guy who was the host of Cheetah, he passed yesterday. So it's kind of eerie, kind of like a, like eerie kind of thing, you know. Well, well, also, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting how his wife takes this because she is um, a designer, entrepreneur, actress, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I mean, she. She's 39. Robert Kraft mm-hmm. is 77. She has mm-hmm. time to leave him and find a new partner and be happy in life. And then yeah. they have a child. I mean, jeez. Yeah. I mean, Robert, what are you doing, man? I've never been a, been a fan of you off the field, but I was kind of hoping you wouldn't do this. Hey, but you know when he gave Brady that kiss and a kiss on the lips, it's like he kissed her in his career way. You know, it's just sad. I mean, you know what? Like I told people, in these th- especially in sports, in these days and times, you're gonna hear some more strange things in sports athletes. I mean, good and bad and the weird. And what Robert Kraft did just say was the weird. Okay, that was weird. Yeah, yeah. We got two more topics, and I think I'm um, going to scare myself if I talk about this one a little bit more uh, for any longer today. So, uh, all right, Steve, you know about Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in France, they have made lightsaber fighting a form of fencing and have made it an official sport. I am a huge Star Wars geek. Let it be known. Um, now, if I had the money, I would fly myself over to France and get into this because 
It's likely we're fighting. What I want to know is what the arenas are going to be like. Can we, like, have, like, a, can we have them, like, fight on trampoline parks and stuff, you know? Because fencing is not the most exhilarating sport out there. What we need is, like, like parkour all over the place to go after each other. I mean, how often would that be? That would be awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a techie. I'm a trekkie. I'm a Star Wars fanatic. You know, when I first watched Star Wars in 1976, I got hooked ever since then. You know, especially one of my favorite guys, Bobo Fett. Okay. So the lightsaber yeah. thing, thing in France, it's going to be terrific. And just think when they bring it to the – you know they're going to bring it to the U.S. There ain't no doubt in my mind. I mean, you can you can do this young or old, rich or poor, black or white, whatever. It's going to be fantastic, Miss R.J. I want to see George Lucas try this. I think that would be great. And it's like some charity event. Yeah. I, I, I want to see George Lucas do this. Can you see Mark Hamill? Can you see Mark Hamill, the first person ever, okay? Him and my man, you know, hey, how are you doing? Both of them doing that. That would be fantastic publicity for it. Oh, my you know. God. <laughs> James I mean, Jones. Bring it to the U.S. Bring this to the U.S. This is a Star Wars fan's geek out dream. Everybody who's ever watched the film has pretended to hold a lightsaber at one point in their life. You know, it's the ultimate dream of fantasy worlds. Listen, I mean, I... I mean, what are they going to call it, though? Are they going to call it the, like, lightsaber fighting cat? What are they going to call this? I mean, okay, that's my question for everybody. If you had to name this association, what would you name it? I want you to submit your ideas to the email, sports at gmail.com. Read your name and stuff, and I'll, and I'll read out some of the answers I get next week if I get over 10 responses. Because this can be really fun. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you, know. you should you should just come out with uh, your, like your sports page and just put it on your sports page. And, and, and guess what? I guess I'm a I'm I'm a uh, techie. You know, put it on it, Miss RJ. Man, it can get big. You know. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I got some more money in my pocket. You know. I would consider uh-huh. like making this a, a like a traveling like attraction to, at Comic Con stuff because that's where you're gonna see it. Comic Con is mm-hmm. the place to be for this type of thing. Yeah, you're gonna make massive and, and, money off this. And if you've ever been to Comic Con, it's one of the best thing, places you can go to see all of your favorite. I mean, you can see anything from um, Star Wars, tr- Star Trek. Um, Comic books, everything. I mean, comic books. I mean, um, game, um, game idols and stuff. You know, I I took a picture with Super Mario. I'm still trying to find that picture, but it's it's fantastic. You know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and like, I'm not expecting this to become an Olympic sport or anything like that. There are some sports that are not meant to be the most popular sports, like this ultimate frisbee. You know. Stuff like this isn't necessarily meant to be in the Olympics. But listen, if it means I can get my friends together and we can just whack some lightsabers around, 
and, you know, and get, and, like, I mean, the Star Wars fan base uh, has been able to put together some amazing lightsaber fights and, like, choreograph some great stuff. Well, I I just mm-hmm. want to see, like, I mean, this, this could also be some dream matches from Star Wars geeks. Like, can we see Sam Jackson, like, take on Mark Hamill or something like this? I mean... Yeah. Come on. I know they're in their elder years, but Yoda was good at 900, so I think we can give him a little slack. Okay. I don't know. I just thought it was, like, a light topic to kind of um, balance out that last one because, you know, I love having fun on this show. Uh, that's why I do it. Um, and also being a Star Wars fan, I had to bring it up. Wait, though. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you'd be surprised. You have undercover undercover Star Wars fans. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'll be 55 Monday, so guess what? I love tech, tech gaming, everything. I am, I am a kid at heart, you know. Um, you know, yeah. I love what I do. I a- upgrade my computer a- and stuff, so I love yeah. it. Age, age is just a number. Yes, it is. But you right. still bone, your so, bone, but your bones hurt when you get older, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's true. But we're gonna ignore that part for the time being. Just keep the youth okay. spirit up. Okay. All right, so we got one last topic set, and um, it's my picks for the Alliance of American Football Week Three. So there's already been a game this week, which I'm gonna pull up the results of right now. So the um, the Arizona Hotshots fell to the Salt Lake Stallions 23-15. to I didn't watch that game because, surprise, I'm doing the show. I do have my picks for this upcoming week. I have Orlando beating the Memphis Express 23-12. to I have the Birmingham Iron striking down the Atlanta Legends 17-6. to And I have the San Antonio Commanders Beating the San Diego Fleet, twenty-two to eighteen. So, I mean, you've seen a little bit of this, Steve. Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, I might have to go with your picks, also. I mean, people forgot the Atlanta, the Atlanta Legends is the Washington Redskins people. You know, you'll see, you'll see some of our wide receivers was. We don't need to get a wide receiver. You see some like like quick the linebacker that we had on our team, and he was the last person cut. So um, I had to go with you saying. I mean, I'm gonna pick Atlanta, even though they're losing right. They're a bunch of losers, but they got my Washington Redskins in it. So I had to agree with you. You know more about it than I do. So you know. Yeah, I, I definitely um you know. Also, can we just admire the uniforms the Alliance has? Because, I mean, these are flashy uniforms that, in my mind, appeal to a younger crowd to a certain degree, especially Mm -hmm. the Arizona uniforms. Those are the best uniforms in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, I I like the colors. I like the neon and the bright red and the grays and stuff. So it's, it's, it's more of forensic colors. You know, so I, I like it. So, um, you know, but it's like I said, it's it's the it's the B league. Well, it's not the B league because you're gonna see some of these players going into NFL teams this year. So, it, it's like the mini training camp for for NFL players. 
to get themselves in right, shape and stuff. So, yeah, it's a proving ground because I have yeah. seen um, one of my favorite. There's a guy I'm really calling for named Malachi Jones of the Atlanta Legends, and I saw the guy play when he was still playing arena ball in Albany, New York, and the guy was a stud. Uh, I see him like becoming a number five receiver by the beginning of the 2019 NFL season. I mean, he got a call from the Chicago Bears. He didn't quite make the roster cuts, but, like, you know, the, the league is full of capable players, and I cannot express, if you live in a market where you have a team, go, show up, because if you're enjoying it and you don't show up, the league wants to listen to the money. And if you're not giving it the money, it's not going to stick around. Exactly. You know, support now, I'm the not team. Saying, yeah, now, I'm not saying you got to become premium season ticket holders or anything. But if you got an extra 10 or 20 bucks, you know, maybe buy a hat or something like that. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You never know when it when it blows up and stuff, and when it blow up big and stuff. Then you can say, "Oh, I, I should have, would have, could have went to a game," or I, sh-, you know, it, it's about I mean, support your team. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's one of the downsides living in Connecticut is we don't have a lot of sports teams. Like, if the AAF puts a team in Connecticut, um, you know, I am going to watch it, no doubt in my mind. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I want to support a local pro team. Connecticut's supposed to be getting a team in the Freedom Football League, but I don't know if that's ever going to take off, you know. So, like, if you don't know when your team, when your market is going to get a team next. And, um, you know, enjoy it while you have it, because some markets don't get it all the time. I mean, you know. And so, and especially if you just lost a team like San Diego did, show your support, show that, you don't need the Spanos family for football. Show them that you enjoy football regardless of who owns the team. You're right. I mean, like I said, you, you're right 100% on that. I mean, I know you love the sport. And when it blows up, like I told you, you were the first one that came out there. You and um, Ronnie B was talking about it, you know. So I was just listening because, you know, when you don't know something, you, you, you listen and, and listen to the pros. And you was an expert when it came to that. So oh, thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Thank you. I also think I I also think it's nice that they're playing the championship team at a neutral location. It's gonna be played in the Sam Boyd Stadium where um the first ever XFL game was held, by the way. And you know, I they're gonna do it where there isn't a team in Vegas because I hate the idea of a big game potentially being played where there could be a home field advantage. Now it's never happened in the NFL during the Super Bowl era, but, like, the idea of it is kind of scary because I don't care how good your team is, the home crowd is very important. I mean, yeah, you hear, true. like, you hear CenturyLink Field? Ooh-wee. If the Seahawks were playing any team there, the Seahawks have a better chance of winning because they're at home. Yeah. That is that is true. That is that is true. But like I said, um I'm I'm just happy to watch football, you know, every season, you know, spring, summer, fall, see 
see players that don't make an NFL team come into the team and, and, and sharpen their skills and then go back and play for the NFL. So I look at it yeah. as NFL conferences, especially the hits. They, you forgot the hits, man. The hits they be taking oh, like yeah. the old days. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this is like – I also like – the NFL has been trying to make it a, themselves a pass-happy league for a while, and the AAF put a great rule in for that, which is you can only rush – five players per play, that opens mm-hmm. me up so much more. I mean, if I like the shorter play clock. I like the no kickoffs. Like, they have some good ideas that the NFL needs to be taking note of. And, like, you can practice these new ideas for rules in preseason games if they go well in the AAF. That's true. All right, we're starting to wind down on time. we got about Two and a half minutes left, so if you want to start um, with any closing comments, Steve, what do you have? Like I said, I enjoy being on your show. I enjoy listening to you, knowing your expertise and everything. Um, much love to you and your family. And to next week, y'all, like I said, you know, call call him or go on his webpage, you know, my man RJ, you know. Um, you can go on my page. You can see his uh, his page on my page. You know, Steve Davidson. So, you know, peace out. Merry Christmas to me. I, I mean, happy birthday to me. And happy birthday to Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you for coming in. And thank you to everybody who listens to this after I upload it to all the platforms I distributed to. It really means a lot to me. This is something I really enjoy doing. It's one of the best hours of my week. Uh, if you are looking for any past episodes, if you're looking for any past episodes, you can find Santa Speak Sports on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn.com, iTunes, BlogTalkRadio.com. You can email me at Sports at gmail.com. Ciancio spelled C-I-A-N-C-I-O. And I also have an Instagram page now for the show, Ciancio which I call Ciencia Speak Sports. It's all on word. Um, so if you want to talk about things you want to cover, direct message me. We'll see what we can do. Thank you for tuning in to Ciencia Speak Sports. This is RJ Ciencia, and we will see you next week.